Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation. Okay, so in this week's episode, our third and final discussion on our Unshackled series, we are letting go of the past, embracing the future that God has promised us, surrendering the chains and being set free. As we contemplate this week's cover art, we see a man holding on to chains that used to bind him. As he stands on the shore and gazes upon the dawning of a new day, he has a choice to make, whether to hold on to a familiar past or trust in God's invitation to an unknown future. Absolutely. And look, when you're looking at this image, I just want to point out a couple of things. So the first part of our series here, we were talking about a man. Um, you, if you look back on the cover art on that image or on that um, episode, the man was dragging a chest around and he was, he was moving. He was in motion, but he was moving slowly and he was trying to take it with him. He was in motion. The second week, last week, we talked about um, the man who was anchored now. Now it was anchored into the ground. As you see here on this image, you're looking at a man who's now come to the, to the end of where he can take these chains. He's at the shore. And so I just want to point out, he looks real comfortable and contemplative, but he has that, what Javi said, that choice, right? You're talking about that choice he has to make. Does he go out and fly with God and, and, and walk on water and go into the unknown and just powerfully, powerfully into the future with a vision? Or is he going to stay shackled on that shore? To yeah. me, this speaks volumes. Now look where his feet are set. Mm-hmm. His feet is set in sand, eroding sand beneath him. Yeah. Right? As those waves hit. Right. That, that ground that he's standing on, it's eroding beneath him my favorite part about this is the sun is rising so Mm -hmm. the sun is coming up it's a new day and god wants to do a new thing are we in agreement with it and so when i was talking a minute ago um you know just about getting into community um you know that's really important when it comes to a new thing and we'll talk about that in a minute but this is just something that um really struck us i think with this this series Mm -hmm is that I think there's a lot of ways that we all do this. Maybe it's a huge deal. Maybe it's a huge thing. I mean, you really can't move past it. There's a huge event you can point to in your life where I just can't get past this God. And it could be little things we don't even see that God, you pray, God, reveal it to me. I know recently we've had um, times where um, God has revealed things to us that we are not moving past. They were small and hidden, but they were really holding us back. Thought processes, habits, just, you know, whatever. Absolutely. So today we're going to take a deep dive into the reasons why dwelling on the past can hinder us. And and we're going to explore those spiritual and psychological battles that we Mm -hmm. face when we're called to change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we have our verse. Um, Let me bring up that verse in Isaiah 43, 18 through 19. And that says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? 
I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Ooh, that is powerful. I love how he says, do you not see it? You see what I'm doing? I'm making a way in the wilderness, in, in the wasteland. I am making streams of water, of living water. And if the and don't dwell on the former things. And just doing a new thing. How many of us love when God does a new thing? I mean, I'm just like, like all my hands are raised. You know, right. it's, it's just... You can feel it. You can smell it. You can taste it. God's doing a new thing and you can feel the old things falling away. But how many times has that happened? And we feel like, I don't want that to fall away. Mm. I don't know if I want that to fall away, God. Right. And that's really that holding on to that familiar thing. Yeah. It could even be, it could be memories of the past mm -hmm. and they could be toxic memories, but we're familiar with that. And so it's hard. Mm -hmm. So Forgetting the former things. Don't dwell on the past. That's what the scripture yeah. is saying. Do not dwell on the past. Now, so so why do we dwell on the past? This is really important because it's like, why would we camp on something that is hurtful or traumatic or painful or whatever, um, or even full of bitterness and unforgiveness? Because it's it has a level of certainty about it. It is like, well, I, don't, I know that's not going to change. I know that that's solid. Even if it's toxic or hurtful, I can count on it. Now, I want you to just think about that for a second. Does, does that ring true to you? Because the first time I hear, heard this, I thought, oh, no, no, no. But when I when I meditated on God's word and really talked to God about it, that's true. We are holding on to something that keeps us, it's, it's almost comforting. Well, last week, we were talking about how we use those past things that happened to us mm -hmm. to motivate us. Right. 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 But we, what we talked about last week is some of those things that motivate us uh, are based on negative emotion, right? That, well, that thing happened to me. I'm going to show them, I'm going to prove them wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, that, that elementary school teacher said that you were going to mount to anything. Right. Well, you know what? I'm going to show her. And then when I, you know, make my millions, I'm going to show her that I, you know, right. I did something with my life. I think a great example, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I, I just, this came to me and I think a lot of us do this and we don't think that what I'm about to say is the same as what you just said, but it is. What about when we grow up with maybe a toxic parent or a absent parent or a neglectful parent or an abusive parent. And we grow up and when we get older, our whole method of parenting is just to do the opposite of what we were taught. So we're letting that trauma oh. shape our parenting instead of letting God shape our parenting and doing a new thing. I have totally fallen into this. And it's the same as what you just said. Well, I'm going to show them. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, that taught me everything I shouldn't be doing. I'm just going to do the opposite of whatever that is. Well, maybe the opposite of whatever, quote unquote, that is, isn't the right thing either. We can't have the pendulum swing all the way to one side and then all the way to the other extreme. And that's going to fix things because I've totally done that too. How many times have we done that? We're, oh, yeah. we're like, we're going to do the exact opposite. And now we're like in a totally different camp over there and we're still extremists. <laughs> like it's not, it's not well, the answer, you know, well, that's that, that is so true because that, that is the confusion that the enemy wants to set in. Yes. We, we, we get away from some logical things. Look, as parents, we don't do things uh, correctly all the time. We screw things up. Right. And maybe in your upbringing, uh, you know, things got a little sideways. 
but maybe you could just do it better. Maybe you can do it uh, with a little bit more thought. Maybe you can't, you're brought up in a strict household. And so you're, you know, maybe you define it as a legalist household. We couldn't do this, couldn't do that without any uh, explanation. explanation, You just couldn't do these things. Why? Because they said so. Remember? Because I said so. But so what you do, you what going off of what you're saying is when you raise your kids, Mm -hmm. you're all about, well, I'm going to let them discover whatever. Right. And I'm going to let them do whatever because I don't want to impose all of my regulations. Right. Yeah. And what happens is that your child has no real structure. Right. And look, I'm just going to quickly get on a soapbox here. Children need structure. Yeah. Adults need structure Mm -hmm. because if you don't set some sort of structure for your children, in my opinion, you're setting them up for failure in the future because the world revolves around certain amount of structure. Right. Okay. So it's, it's, so what you're saying that, that we can fall into that mistake. Yeah. Well, and it's the same for, we want to talk about, uh, health and relationships and you can apply what i just said to anything just like we said last week i know we're talking about last week but this really applies to where we could be stagnant we're talking about Mm -hmm. spiritually speaking um stagnation is what happens when you're when you're stuck on the past they have that psychologically that level of certainty we were talking about but the spiritually though you end up in stagnation you end up where you can't move forward you it could lead to a life of regret like Mm -hmm. just constantly you know changing you know, what about, you know, those, maybe those past uh, relationships or seasons seasons of our life, mm-hmm. right? Where maybe a song comes on. Oh, man. <laughs> a song, yeah. and we just play it over and over, and pretty mm-hmm. soon we're, we're deeply into the past memory. Mm-hmm. The thing is, is that is also stagnation. Our spirit, then our emotions you know, psychologically start to go through all that regret or stepping through, well, what can I have done better? Romanticizing everything. Romanticizing things. And it's, it's, it can be really, really dangerous and stunt our spiritual growth. Well, it's supposed to be stepping stone. This is not meant to be a a place of permanent residence. This is a, this is a stepping stone. And when we never step off the stepping stone, it becomes a residence. Okay. (laughs) How many things are we residing on that we were supposed to step past you guys? So, you know, it's, it's really, and and what I'm hearing, honestly, the Holy spirit tell, right. Tell us right now. I I feel like he wants me to say this because it's, he's screaming it at me. Um, God is the one that knows everything. And when we are in any situation and we're trying to build our future on our past, we're building our future on something that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah, that's right. So our kids need a parent that's meant for them. God knows what our kids needs, but we can't base what our kids need as, as literal individual separate human beings from us. And we can't base what our spouse or our future spouse needs, a whole other person with a direction and a calling on their life, on previous individuals we dealt with in our past. And just doing the opposite. You know, like God has, I, I, God has something for those people. He has something for your spouse or future spouse. He has something for your kids or future kids. 
that he wants to tell you to give them, that he wants to tell you what they need and how to nurture them and how to pour into them, right? How to pray over them. It has nothing to do with your past. Do you want your, your parent or your, uh, you know, your spouse or, or any other, your colleagues at your job or your, or your employees at your business or whatever? Do you want any of them interacting with you based on people from their past? Right. You're like, I'm not those people. Newsflash. I don't need any of those things. I'm not them. Yeah. You, you have a good point because the world has moved on. Yeah. Okay. Newsflash. Right? <laughs> the world has moved on. Yeah. And so when you're, whether it's at home, raising your, your children, uh, your relationship with your spouse, your relationships with your colleagues and partners. It's different because the world is different. Mm -hmm. We're faced with different challenges. Your children are faced with different challenges at school and where, you know, how they mm -hmm. interact. So we need to be able to seek the Lord and properly respond. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that's the next thing actually that we want to talk about is the resistance to change. Mm. You're talking about responding. So the resistance to change is um, that's real. Uh, it's rooted in fear. Uh, even if that's the circumstances are toxic, mm -hmm. the resistance to change is rooted in fear. It's fear of letting go of the certainty of the toxicity, letting go of the comfort of the abuse, because that's our reality. Um, been there, done that. Fear of loss, fear of failure, fear of even success. Right. What happens when I get out of that um, unsuccessful situation and I'm now successful? What am I going to do with that? I've never, quote unquote, been successful in this area of my life. So now what am I going to do? I, I feel lost and uncertain. I don't want that. So there's resistance to change. Right. So the scriptures talks about spring up. Yeah. The spring up means let's rise above. Mm -hmm. Right. Rise above our fears. And grow beyond and that. And grow, be grow beyond it. Mm -hmm. All right. In order to. So we can flourish in a whole new way. Look, God wants to show us a whole new future, mm -hmm. a whole new future, but we can miss it if we're focused on the past, focused on our fear. Yeah. We lose the opportunity for God to really transform us and show us fresh opportunities. For example, I, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when, especially when we're trying to uh, live our lives for Christ and we're trying to change our, our, maybe our old habits, some of the things we do, our sinful nature. Okay. Our flesh, there's this battle between our flesh and spirit. Mm -hmm. And so we have to really make a, a conscious effort, obviously in prayer and God's word and things of that sort. Mm -hmm. So when you, I don't know if you've experienced this, when you've made those conscious decisions to change, I'm going to change. I'm going to do that. I'm going to read my wor word. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be in my word. Right. I'm going to pray more. I'm going to make sure I'm uh, in my church community more consistently. Right. And you start making changes in your life, what you do, what you say. Mm -hmm. And then it, something comes around from, Behind, you know, unseen, right out, out, out of before, nowhere, out of nowhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hits you like a truck. And it, it, it's discouraging. Yeah. Lord, why is this happening? 
and it seems to be come oh come at you over and over like a right. like a tidal wave of just consistent obstacles obstacles yeah. and it's lord i'm 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 doing what i believe is right what you're calling me to do i'm in your word i'm praying more i'm yep. i i'm i'm getting rid of my old sinful nature why is all this all these things happening to me i'm i feel like i'm slipping backwards and not yep. moving forward the thing is is you are moving forward your focus what the enemy wants to do is he want he wants to throw so much at us mm -hmm. That we're blinded by what God is actually doing. Well, how many times have you heard this? Uh, these lies from the enemy. Did God really deliver you from that? Did God really say that? Are you? You're, you're never gonna actually accomplish this. As if, as if we were the ones that were supposed to accomplish this in our own will. He tries to twist it as if it's going to be us that does this. Right. Right. And then you know our uh observation of what god said or whether we're hearing god or questioning our relationship with god and twisting god's character those are all lies we all hear right you know what i'm reminded of and i, I mentioned this i don't know probably about a year ago or so but i'm reminded about this and what i just said mm -hmm. there is a scene in the movie uh the hobbit and i don't remember if it's the first or second one of the series i can't remember but uh uh they're going through this forest right mm -hmm. and this forest is is real is uh what they don't know is the land of the spiders right yeah and but what the what they do is they lull their prey to sleep by causing confusion yeah and changing the reality yep of what's really happening right right so they they're they're going through this pass path in this dark forest tall tall trees right and they they're they're now in a trance mm -hmm. of whatever battle they're fighting whatever right. whatever's not true whatever's they're, they're it's been battling. fabricated right it's all fabricated it's not reality and it lulls them into again like i said a trance yep and the, and, and they're all confused mm -hmm. but what the hobbit does is he climbs the trees he rises above because they're they're having to go through this forest because they're trying to reach a destination mm -hmm. and pretty soon they're lost they don't even know which which direction they need to go anymore Right. So he gets out of these trees and he sees now the direction that they need to go. And he's no longer entranced by the enemy, by these spiders. Mm -hmm. Of course, by the time he gets down, his friends are all yep. wrapped up. And he's they're like, cocooned, exactly. And he has, they're and, like trapped now. Right. So now he has to save them. But the whole point is, is I, I thought that was a, a great analogy of what the enemy does to us. He wants us to stay focused on ground level. We can't see beyond the trees right. what direction we're going. We need to rise up. 
rise above and get God's vantage point. Really? Exactly. It's the, we call it the 30,000 foot view. Um, and so, you know, when we're doing that, we just need to remember that that God wants to do a new thing. I think this is one of the most important things about this image we're looking at is this guy's on the edge and he doesn't see the shore as a stepping stone because it's so big, right? It's not like, Oh, I was just supposed to hop off of this thing. He's thinking, this is everything. This is my reality. This is, this is stable and solid, and it doesn't matter that there's an anchor rooted into the actual earth that is immovable, and I'm holding on to it. Notice it's not chaining him. He could let go, right? So he's like, this isn't a stepping stone. Also, he doesn't think it's a stepping stone. He thinks he needs to, to stay there because he doesn't understand how to navigate the terrain in front of him. So because he doesn't understand that he can navigate the waters in front of him as opposed to the sand, he doesn't think that he's supposed to move forward. He doesn't understand how to do that. And God's like, come out here and navigate this with me. And he's like, but I don't know how to navigate that. And God's like, but I do. So it's that literal stepping out in faith, right, to release what we're going to talk about next is our grip on the past. So we have to re- be able to release our grip on that. we got to let go, drop the chains, man. Like, just let go and let God. And that's why people say that is that we've, we've got to let go of that we are doing this. But first, in order to do that, we have to acknowledge yep. that we have something that we're holding on to. That's a good point. If you don't know, if you're not acknowledging the truth or that you're holding on to something, you're like, you can't let go of it. Like, uh, let's not talk about that. Yeah. No, oh, that. Well, what I said a little bit ago, you're like, God, I don't know if I want to let that go. I don't know mm-hmm. if I want. What happens if I let that go? I think a lot of times there's things in our past that we think will how do I say this? It, it disappears. We think if we let it go and give it to God, we think it disappears like it never happened. So it could be a fond memory. It could be something that we think is a fond memory, but actually it's, it's, it's traumatic. Or if we let it go, we're saying it was okay. Somehow, if we forgive, that's, that's, that's forgiveness true. is a whole other conversation, right? But we won't let go because of unforgiveness. Okay. And sometimes we won't let go of things because we have some sort of level of guilt that we had something to do with it, I think is another one. So when we think that's true, if we're letting it go, we're saying what I did, I'm not taking ownership over this. Right. So since I'm going to take ownership over this and that's a, that's a level of not letting Jesus, Jesus's blood on the cross do its job. Right. So we're yeah. not forgiving ourselves when he's forgiven us. So that's another conversation separately. But I just want to bring those. Th- I feel like I'm supposed to bring those things up because there are many really deep reasons we don't let go of our past and acknowledge that something needs to go because it's kind of big. Right. So we need to trust God. Yeah. In order, So he can do a new thing in that area. Yeah. Yeah. So these things that we're holding on to may be true. But look, we cannot hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And think that God's going to bring healing. Why? Because we're closed fisted. We're not letting it go. Right. We have to release it. We have to give it to him in order for him to bring healing to your life or someone else's life right. in your, around you. You were right? talking this weekend about um, the renewing of our minds, the reshaping of our thoughts. Right. So real quickly, if you've been following us for any length of time, you'll know that we talk about um, what's called the RAS, the reticular activating system. You can look this up on Google, but this is the system that's hardwired into our brain where it helps us to focus on the things that our brain says is important to us so that we're not focusing on 10,000 
points of input throughout the day and we're just completely overloaded and we can't do any work. So in order to focus on these certain things, we are, our RAS is telling our brain, oh, this is important to them. Focus on those things. So when you notice you're getting more positive about something or you're, you're, you're being more positive and the same goes for being more negative, you'll notice you see more of that. So if you see, just like um, they call it the suburban effect. So like if you see a suburban, an actual, the actual car, a Chevy suburban, and if you see that, uh, you start seeing more of those. Like if you're looking for one, you start way, seeing them everywhere. This is not a sponsor of our show, but just they, you know, it's the same thing with anything. Oh, we're looking for a certain type of dog. Oh my gosh. I see them everywhere, you know? And that's what you're telling your brain, look for this. That's important. So, and also that goes alongside the actual synapses and the, the neurons and the connections that we're making in our brains. That's why it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Cause it actually takes 21 days to create a new literal brain connection physically in your brain, scientifically, right? So since that's happening, that is the literal renewing of our minds. God can change just like he can give someone a new heart or a new foot or a healed, you know, uh, I don't know, disease, anything. Physically, you've seen him do these miracles. God, God could do anything. Right. So we always camp on, well, well, when we're being spiritual and he's kind of changing our mind arbitrarily, quote unquote, but, but also he can physically heal us. No, he can physically heal your brain too. So when he's rewiring your brain, literally, that's also what the Bible's talking about with renewing of our minds. Right. He changes the thought patterns, like physically he can do that. And so he can take that rut that you've been sitting in out, slice it. That's yeah. the sword of the, what is it? This, the word, right. the sword. Right. That two-edged sword that yeah. we talk about mm -hmm. literally can cut off those negative thoughts. But when, it, when we do that, we, ha we have to create that new path. And how do we do that? We have to continually mm -hmm. declare it, believe right. it, right. pray on it, be in his word, reinforce that, that, that new thought, that right. new that new habit that you're creating in Christ, but we have to declare it. So, right. We have to make purposeful action mm -hmm. towards doing that. It's not in our own power. This is something the world will talk about, you know, building heaven 21 days, but it's based on reality, which is the truth but of what God is doing. We have to be an active participant right. in our relationship with God, right. with the Holy Spirit. And let and God do it. Right. And that's what we're talking about, being in partnership with the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and take and taking his authority and put it into action in our life. For the renewing of our minds. For the renewing of and our that's minds. And so what you're talking about is our, I, I, you're leading right into all our points. I just love this. Embracing the new work God is doing. So God is doing this. You've now, full, you're, you've fully surrendered. It's going to require that you let it all go. Okay. And that is what's great about God is that he is a gentleman and he is graceful and he's a loving father. He's not like wipe it all out at once, rip off the bandaid. Who cares? Like he's not saying that to us. He's not condemning us. He's loving us. I cannot tell you how many years that he's been working on some of the stuff that he's asking me to let go. How many years, not he's a weeks. Loving and graceful father. Yeah. He's peeling away layer by layer by layer. But I had to come into surrender. I had to come into partnership with him on, I want these things gone. If they're so deep seated, they have to take a few years, God, I'm here for it. And then consistently coming to him and saying, where are we at with this God? What else do you need me to do? And he'll have new things for you to focus on, new things that you have to come into agreement or out of agreement with. 
You know, um, he's been working on me with my health for some time, meaning my, the way I view food. And I don't mean a diet or my cognitive understanding of how to eat right. I have a nutrition. I, I'm a certified nutritionist for crying out loud. Okay. But, but I have um, something that is called a sugar addiction. And God has, has revealed this to me recently, that this is a real mental thing that we have to overcome. It's not just a habit or that this is a thing that's been there. I didn't even realize that I had this level of like stuff, you know, that I had to unpack. And so what he's shown me is that, you know, by putting something in my mouth that I know I shouldn't be eating is literally me coming into agreement with disease for me. This is for me, right? Not for everybody in the world, but for me, he showed me that I would have never heard that truth years ago. I would have been like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not in agreement with that. But now I understand the spiritual truths behind that. So what I, the reason I bring that to you um, is really not to get into nutrition. It's to help you understand what he's been showing me, which is I'm going to give you level by level by level in my grace and love and mercy as we walk it out. But as long as I'm in agreement with him to come in and out of agreement with the things I'm allowing in my life, right? and make sure I'm always in agreement with God first, he can do anything. Right. I mean, it's that surrender. That's what surrender means. It's like, whatever you're going to do, God, I'm here for it. Right. Right. You know, back to our image for today, you know, he's, he's standing on the shore. Again, I mentioned that he's standing in sinking sand that's eroding. That represents that stagnation. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything st stagnant breeds disease okay it breeds lack of growth it breeds erosion mm -hmm. okay you're talking about health you know fitness on the fitness side of things if you're not physically being active and you're staying on your couch and mm -hmm. and stagnant then that affects your 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 muscle degenerating yeah right yeah it, it, it then emotionally your hormones become that is they, because of that stagnation, you aren't giving your body the correct hormones. You start to fall into a possible depression and things like that. God is calling us to a process that is dynamic. Okay. We have to engage him. Yeah. Like I said, being in partner partnership and how, how do we do that? We do that. I mentioned before prayer, mm -hmm. meditating on God and his word. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really being open, open to what God has for us, open to his obedience. And, and, and well, how do I know, how do I know where God is directing me? Well, through prayer, yeah. meditation and his word that will direct you on where God really wants you to be. Yeah. But we have to be open to those areas of, of our life where God really wants to do that work. And not be battling with him every time he tells us something we don't want to hear. Yes. We can't move if we're always battling with him on that. Now, yeah, he, we're, it's okay for us to question him and say, God, why? Or, or, hey, I'm afraid of this God. I'm afraid of that God, that fear of change. Talk to God about your resistance to change. Be honest. He already knows. But he needs you to come into agreement with where you are. Where's the truth of where you're sitting right now? What's holding you back? Is it the resistance to change? Is it that you're holding on to something specific? Is it that you don't understand how to navigate the future, but you would love to, you just don't know how you're going to do that? Whatever it is, 
talk to God about it because he's going to come at you with, okay, great. Now that we're on the same page and you're being truthful and honest with yourself and with me, now we can do something because he can help you with any of the things that you bring to him. And he's not surprised or shocked by any of it, to be honest. He's seen it all because he created it all. Okay. So how do we um, choose not to be a prisoner of our past? How do we choose that? As we close today's episode, here's four ways that we can choose to not be that prisoner. Let's decide, number one, to not be prisoners of our past, but explorers of our destiny through Christ. I love this because I have, when, once I decided that I was okay with whatever God was going to do, because <laughs> let's face it, uh, all of my decision-making in the past just led me into straight into a dumpster fire experience. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm happy with whatever God's got because everything he's done is perfect and it's good. And so just kind of, I'm an explorer of God and what he wants to do in my life. Uh, the next thing is let's release our grip on the past and step with confidence into the new thing. God is springing up in our lives. Ask God to show you where the new things are. Absolutely. Because you might be surprised. I didn't even know you wanted to do a new thing in that part of my life. I didn't even see it. And he's like, yeah, we got something brewing here, you know? And it's like, okay, well, I'm here for it. What does that look like, God? Number three, embrace the journey of full surrender. This is a journey. That's not, that's not um, just passively saying it's a journey there. Embrace the journey of surrender. Full surrender does not happen in five minutes. I am still year after year surrendering new things and new ways to God. And some of the same things in new ways. I mean, really every year he and I get deeper and deeper into Have we let that go? Have we given that to God fully and stopped picking it back up? Right. And then number four, trusting what God has in store is far greater than what we leave behind. Mm -hmm. It doesn't exist anymore. We've got to know it doesn't exist anymore and it doesn't form our future. Right? right. So this is, this is, a, and this one's really important because trusting that what God has is greater is a huge piece to even making any progress in your new thing. So we've gone over a lot today. Yeah. But I think this was really powerful. Um, this is something that we, like you just said, we continually have to do. This is a process, guys. Okay, but I think if you if you take what we've said today and just remember these points, remember that the, as you walk through your your relationship with God, asking yourself and being honest with yourself mm -hmm. and addressing these things, I think you you'll see you'll start to see a lot of growth with your your spiritual life with with Christ. Yeah. Okay, so before we go, let's let's pray. I want to pray about this, and we'll let you go. Lord, give us the courage to let go of yesterday's familiar past and step into a new work that you're doing in our lives. Help us to embrace the change, surrender to the, your full will, and trust in your loving guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so that's a wrap for today. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. 
Again, we are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal. And if you have any questions or comments regarding this or any of our episodes, feel free to reach out at support at Javi and Jessica Madrigal.com. That's support at Javi, J-A-V-I-E and Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A Madrigal, M-A-D-R-I-G-A-L.com. Thank you, everybody, and have a blessed week.